Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. We are coming to the last last Sunday of the series that'll preach. Have you guys been enjoying the series that'll preach? You know, we take different principles from from movies in Hollywood, and uh, and then you know we, we we see what we can learn from it, and we, we what we can apply to our lives. And um, so today is the last one. And the title of my message this morning is the new man. The new man, and it's it's I, I got that principle from uh, from Spider Man. Come on, how many of you like Spider Man? I love Spider Man. You know, w- when I was in high school, I I uh, for Halloween I dressed up as Spider Man, and and then Natalie dressed up as a uh, uh, MJ, and uh, we we have a picture of that, right? That was cute. I forgot about that, but um, hey, I'm I'm really really excited because I I believe you know I was praying and. And I said, Holy Spirit, what, what do you want to say to, to our campus? What, what do you want to say to the church? And I just felt time and time again the Holy Spirit wanting to bring us to deeper levels of maturity, deeper levels of transformation, deeper levels of intimacy with God. It's an oxymoron to, to say I'm a Christian and not expect to change. You, you, you can't say I'm a Christian and I'd be okay with change. We are in continual transformation and changing. If you feel like, you know, I believe that as I'm speaking this morning, the Holy Spirit is going to give us some sort of a, a, an assessment of where we are today. And it's not meant to bring condemnation, but conviction. Conviction is healthy, I'm telling you. As I was prepping, I'm like, ouch, ouch. I need to change here. I need to change there. But it's good. Because the process of transformation is not just so we can be transformed. No, God is getting us ready for what's to come. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is preparing us and changing us for what he has for us. But more often than not, change hurts. More often than not, change is painful. I remember when we, when we left our previous church about five years, five and a half years ago, it was painful. It hurt so bad. But, but in, the, in the pain, God was, was changing me and transforming me and getting me ready for what was to come. I remember the, the church we were a part of was just, uh, we launched a campus about a block away from here. And I heard that C3 was going to launch here. And I remember seeing the building. I'm like, really? Gosh, I wish I could be a part of that. I remember that. I didn't know that the pain I was going through for about five years was getting me ready for today. So wherever you find yourself today, if you're going through pain, hey, that's good news. God is transforming you and changing you and shaping you and who you're supposed to become. It's good news. Hey, why don't we watch our first clip of, uh, we actually just have one. Hopefully we got the right one. Let's see. Good evening, Peter. Hello? Hello? Congratulations on completing the rigorous training wheel protocol and gaining access to your suit's full capabilities. Ah, thank you. 
So where would you like to take me tonight? So I, I put a tracker on someone. He's a bad guy. Tracker located. Plotting course to intercept target. Okay, well, as long as I make it back in time for the countdown, it's fine. meters from destination and closing. Jump now. Detecting three individuals. Why is there a secret lair in a gas station that's so lame? Hey, suit lady, what are they doing? Do you want to hear what they're saying? I can hear what they're saying? Uh, yeah. Activating enhanced reconnaissance mode. I got the gauntlet from the Lagos cleanup. The rest is all mine. Whoa, that's so cool. I can't believe they're still cleaning up that tri-scaling mess. I love it. They keep making messes. We keep getting rich. Target inbound. Whoa, they're in the middle of a heist. I could catch them all red-handed. This is awesome. Okay, I'm gonna get a little closer so I can see what's happening. Would you like me to engage enhanced combat mode? Uh, enhanced combat mode? Yeah. Activating instant kill. No, 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 no. I don't want to kill anybody. Deactivating instant kill. What the hell just happened? What was that? You jumped off the sign and landed on your face. Julie, what's wrong with my web shooters? Rapid fire is the default for enhanced combat mode. Why would I need rapid fire? Would you like to see more options? You have 576 possible web shooter combinations. Oh, Mrs. Stark really overdid it. I'm too way right here. Wait, you're gonna want to turn on the dampers though, or that thing will shatter your arm. Right, where's the dampers? That one. Great choice. Would you like me to set this as your new default? No, no, no. Push that in. Right here? No, the other. This one right here? Yeah, push it. What was that? Taser webs. Taser webs? I don't want taser webs. You seem to be very unfamiliar with your web shooter settings. Would you like to run a refresher course? No, just you choose. Sure thing. Six Alpha Niner, are you running on time? Copy, Central. Six Alpha Niner, on schedule. I had a visual. Green light, green light. Oh, that's him. Okay, I got eyes on the convoy. Pulling in behind the caboose. Deploy anchors. Dropping down. No outgoing distress signals, you're all clear. Hey, looks like they got some good stuff here. Whoa, cool, it's like some kind of matter phase shifter. All right, coming up. Big Bird, this doesn't belong to you. Oh God. Julie, what was that? You told me to choose. What, no, just set everything back to normal. Activating all systems. Okay, that's good. So w w what I love about Spider-Man 
is that, you know, it's not like he put on the suit. If you know the story of Spider-Man and then he just got all the superpowers. Like it, it was a work that happened from within. He got bitten by a radioactive spider and then he got all his powers and he was able to do all kinds of things. Supernatural strength, he was very agile. He, his senses were very heightened. But, but then also on top of that, he had to put on the suit and with the suit he could do other things that he couldn't do otherwise. It's, it's very similar in our Christian faith. When, when we come to know the Lord Jesus, uh, the, the, we are, the Bible says in John chapter 3 that we are born again. That there's, a, there's a, a, a change, a transformation that happens on the inside of us. Our spiritual DNA begins to change and we are now, there's a rebirth on the inside of us. The Spirit of God is on the inside of us. That's good news. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. It's a beautiful thing. But the Bible also teaches that as we are born again, now is our job to put on the new man and to put off the old man. There's, it's, it's, we have a, a story of two men and two women. In fact, the, the message could be, could be titled the new self because it's for men and women. We have the new man, the new woman, the new self, but we also have the old one. And we live in, we live in, this, in this beautiful journey of, of transformation, of learning how to put off the old and putting on the new. But here we, in, in our culture today, we are so immersed by, by uh, the lure of pleasure and comfort. And, and we just want things to be easy. I don't want change. You know, especially when, when life gets tough. Has life ever gotten tough before? You know, my place, where do I go when life gets tough? I go to my couch and I sit down and I relax and get me some ice cream, some coffee ice cream from Cold Stone with almonds and chocolate chips. And let me just sit there and watch some sports and nobody talk to me. I'm going to turn the notifications off and, and just, I'm just going to, you know, veg out and maybe watch, maybe take a nap. Can, can any, has anybody ever gone through that before? Because we're so, we're so, um, so uh, um, inundated in, 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 in by, by pleasure and comfort. But when we come to faith, it's transformation. And notice how the devil wants to pervert everything. Transformation into becoming the new self and who God designed us to be. Not any other kind of trans anything. Can we just get real this morning? The devil wants to take anything that God does and change it, pervert it. But, but we're in the process of, of transformation. See, I'm not who I used to be five years ago. I, I, I was doing an assessment of my life and, and coming to Awaken Church. And, and listen, you can't come to our type of church and expect to stay the same. No, you come and you begin to change and, and, and people begin to talk to you and to invite you to do things. And, and why don't you go here and go there? And, and then life, it, we, we kind of get in your, up in your face a little bit. But it's because we love you. 
and, and you begin to change and transform. You get into, adapt into this culture of awaken. It's, 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 it's adventurous, it's joyful, it's exciting. There's a lot going on, but there's a purpose to it because we're on a journey of transformation. I can tell you I'm not the same that I was in 2017 when I went to Empower Conference, that the, the same that I am today the, or the one that I was when I went to uh, Awaken Conference in 2022. I'm not the same guy. And neither are you. I begin to do an assessment. I've learned that, you know, I've become a little more generous. I've become more of a visionary. I've become more courageous. I can tell you five years ago, I wouldn't have ran for office. 100%. I would have been scared out of my mind. And it's okay to be scared. It's okay to feel afraid, but it's better to be courageous. Yeah. Courage is doing things in the, in, while you realize that you're afraid. Hey, I'm afraid, but I'm still going to do it. So you, you might be going through some stuff today that, you know, you're, you're a little bit afraid of doing and a little bit scared. That's okay. In fact, I would say that if, if nothing in your life seems scary, maybe you haven't opened your eyes to what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in you and through you. But right now I'm in a season where everywhere I look, it seems scary everywhere. I'm like, oh my God, I need some superpowers, you know, to survive here. But God's got our back. You know, I've gained insight into becoming a better husband since I came to awaken. Becoming a better father. I've learned to genuinely honor our spiritual leaders. I've gotten closer to God. See, you want to go to a church that challenges you and that inspires you to get closer to God. You know, Colin and I have a little joke. Pastor Colin, he's like... You don't want to, when you go do something and you feel less close to God, you know that's the opposite of what, of what you want to do or where you want to be. I want to be where I feel closer to God. Or I feel challenged. So I want to invite you. It's out of love. I'm going to go, we're going to go a little deep this morning. Is that okay? It's because I love you and I know that God is preparing us for growth individually and corporately. It's no accident we're, we're working on our, our, our building because God is wanting to grow us as a campus and as a church. But we're first, we got to grow internally. Amen? And I know that I've become a better leader. I've, I've, I know a theme in my life right now. The Holy Spirit is just shaping me and, and molding me. And sometimes it's, it's painful. But listen, I, you want to be in a posture where you say, Holy Spirit, I yield to you. I know it hurts, but I yield to you. Change me, transform me. In Jesus' name. So the, the theme scripture for this morning is Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. One of my favorite scriptures of all time. And uh, out of the New King James, it, it reads, I have been crucified with Christ. Everybody say crucified. crucified. And if you want to pull your phones out, I want to encourage you because I'm going to give you a bunch of scripture this morning. You can write them down. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Everybody say, Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I have been crucified with Christ. This is Paul speaking. And he's speaking from a place of experience, of having walked the talk. He went through a lot of pain, a lot of transformation. So when you hear something from someone that you know has lived it, it has more weight. 
A lot of people can say a lot of things. A lot of people can preach a lot of things. A lot of people, in fact, that's all we see everywhere on social media. People are just talking, 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 talking. But, but show me someone who's walking to talk. Show, show, see, I, I'm, I'm interested in getting to know people that, that say what, that do what they say and say what they do and there's congruency in what they do and what they say and what they think. And that's the kind of people, that's the kind of people we're building up at Awakened Church. There's congruency. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now, now, today, live in the flesh, I live by faith. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So the first thing we're going to look at is I've been crucified with Christ. What did Paul mean by that? We're going to break this verse down and we're going to do a lot of scripture and we're going to be challenged. So Paul is saying, hey, my old self has died. It's no, longer I, it's no longer who I used to be. Now there's a distinction. There's evidence that I'm not who I used to be. See, Paul used to, used to go after Christians and used to uh, put them in prison, and, and he was persecuting the church of God. And here you have, he's has the old self persecuting the church of God, going after him. And then you have the new Paul who's preaching the gospel, starting churches everywhere. What he's saying and saying, I've been crucified with Christ, is he's saying, hey, there's a, a, a very clear distinction between who I used to be and who I am today. My question to you this morning, and is there a distinction since you came to Christ and you started coming to Awaken Church, is there, is there a very clear distinction in who you used to be and who you are today? You see, it's hard to say, hey, I am a mature believer. I'm a mature Christian. And if, 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 you still act, if, we, if we still act the same way we used to act, and we still think the same way we used to think, and that we still talk the same way we used to talk, that is not the call of a believer. See, see, God is in the, in the business of transforming us and changing us. And, and he wants, because he's preparing us for what's to come. But, but, but I, sense in, I sense in my spirit there's a lot of people that, that, that come to Awaken and they kind of like it and they check it out and they do the checkbox. I, I go on Sunday, but, but are still fighting back the transformation and fighting back the wanting to change and, and fighting back. And listen, this is not just you. It's actually the devil is trying to hold you back. Do you think the devil wants to release another soul to go and fulfill the assignment that God has for them? Do you think the devil is just going to play it easy? Go ahead, Joey. I know I, I know I used to have you. I know who you used to be. I'm going to release you to do the calling of God and the, the assignment of God. It's going to be easy. Just go ahead. Do you think it's that easy? No, it's a battle. It's a fight. It's a continual fight. I've been crucified with Christ. See, and there's got to be a clear distinction. I remember when I first got saved. Before I got saved in 2002, Five. I was 19, and in my teenage years, I wasn't particularly an obedient child. I, I, I just, I, I was a little bit smart, so I would just pretend I was obedient and did my own thing. I did what I wanted to do. And, and you can tell the fruit of my life was not the fruit of a, of a healthy person. 
And, and then I get saved and I hear, I begin to hear the word of God. I get exposed, just like Spider-Man got exposed to power. I got exposed to the word of God. I got exposed to beautiful principles that give you life. See, a lot of people think that yielding to God is going to take away from you. Yielding to God is going to add to you. It's going to add power to you. It's going to give you a different capacity to handle more and to do more for God. Oh, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do more. I, I'm, I'm good where I am. It's like the caterpillar. You know, the caterpillar is meant to be a butterfly, but imagine the caterpillar telling the master, telling the, the, the beautiful designer of life, saying, I just want to stay where I am. I'm comfortable. Well, you can't stay where you are, but you'll never, you'll never do what you're meant to do. You, I, the, the master saying, dear caterpillar, I've designed you to transform and to turn into this beautiful butterfly so you can fly and you can see all the beautiful parts of the world that I've designed. I've got a purpose and an assignment for you, but it's up to you if you want to yield and change. So I remember hearing about the principle of honoring my mom and dad. It's the first commandment with a promise. Honor your father and your mother so that it goes well with you. And I heard the principle. I said, I got to change. I, I can't. I, and I felt this conviction, this, this, like, this very healthy, strong feeling of being different. That's the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, I'm going to change. So I remember whatever my mom said, it went. It's, 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 it, it was like a very clear, you know, from drawing a line in the sand, I'm going to be obedient now. Because I've been, I've been crucified with Christ. It's, it's, I've, it's, I'm no longer in bondage to sin. I'm no longer enslaved to who I used to be. See, that's the difference. When you come to Christ, you're no longer in bondage. See, before you come to Christ, it's like, it's like you can't help it. You do the things that you're, you're meant to do because you're not aware. You, don't, you haven't been born again. But once you're born again, you're, now it's a choice. Do I, am I obedient to my parents or am I disobedient? So I chose to be obedient. There was a, dis, an, a very clear distinction between my old self and the new self. What about you? You know, I believe that as I'm speaking, the Holy Spirit is going to give you a beautiful assessment of where you are today. And it's gentle. It's very gentle. Listen to the scripture, Romans chapter 6. We're going to read 5 through 11. I hope we have it right because I, I kind of... Gave you the wrong. Here we go. Starting verse 6. Since we're no longer slaves to sin. Somebody say amen. amen. We're no longer slaves to sin. Did you know that the wages of sin is death? Did you know that, that giving and yielding into sin is not like, oh, I'll just have fun for a little bit. No, a little part of, of you dies on the inside. It's not like, oh, I just get to mess around and, you know, then I come to church and, and, and you know, I dabble a little bit. I'm, you know, I, when the time comes, I'll, I'll yield. When the time comes, I'll do the thing. You know, I'll be the awakened, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll volunteer, I'll do the thing. But no, 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 it's not like that. There's, there's a, a, a little bit part of us. See, you can't, God is a just God. He's merciful, but also, he's also just. And you can't, playing with sin is like playing with fire. See, a, a lot of preachers don't like to talk about sin because things get real. Now we have a real, a real encounter with ourselves. Not anybody else. There's no police here. I've, I haven't seen you. Yeah, I've been here for almost six years, and I haven't seen one person being like, hey, Pastor Sal, have you sinned in the last week? 
Pastor, Pastor Sal, gotta, gotta be honest with me, Pastor Sal. Were you nice to Pastor Christina, Pastor Sal? I think you were because she looks really happy. Can we honor Pastor Sal and Christina? You know, they say that your wife is a product of your husbandry. And you look at Pastor Christina, Pastor Christina, you are to be followed. You're a leader that I, 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 I would be glad, gladly put you on the stage and be, please be like Pastor Christina. Follow her as she follows Christ. Give it up for Pastor Christina, please. We, we don't do that, though. We don't do that at church. It's just you and the Holy Spirit. So, since we are no longer slaves to sin, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we now, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead. And he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. Somebody say amen. amen. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also, here's the, all that to say, so you also, this is the message of Paul to us believers today. So you and I also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. So you, you, you're, now that we are aware we have the Holy Spirit, we have a choice, and I want to encourage you. Let's together, let's lean into the Holy Spirit. Let's grow in our maturity as Christians. Amen? Amen. But I, I remember, um, you know, before I was, I was a Christian, I, I was very much given to a lot of sinful practices, particularly in the area, area of lust, pornography, and all kinds of nasty things. And, and, and I'm standing here today telling you that God set me free. God delivered me. There's something beautiful that happens when you encounter the cross of Jesus Christ and you take full advantage of all the benefits of the cross and you see Jesus on the cross and his blood being shed and you see him dying and he and, and, and he dies and he rose again and he ascended into heaven. Now, because of that, that is our faith. Our faith is not in my works and what I do. Am I, do I have a, a, a will that is strong enough to just say no to sin? I gotta, I gotta get it together. I gotta be really uptight. So I come to church, I look good. And so that Pastor Marco doesn't read my mail, you know, he doesn't call me out. And, and so, so Mr. Police doesn't come and just check on me. How are we doing? No, it's not like that. It comes from the inside. It's, you, it's, it's a beautiful work that is very gentle from the Holy Spirit. But, but what is true, though, is the Holy Spirit gives us the power and authority over the power of the enemy. So I can tell you, God set me free when I was 20 years old. He set me free from pornography. And, 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 and there's a beautiful transformation that happens that I want to talk about. How? Because you, you might be like, hey, Pastor Marco, that sounds cool. Like, I'm a Christian. I've been coming to Awaken, and, and I hear what you're saying, and, but, but I still have the same urges and, and, and that I used to have and the same, the same desires, and nothing really has changed on the inside of me. Like, it, it kind of feels, in fact, that it's worse because now I feel bad for doing those things. That's a very real question. 
What do you mean that God changes you and transforms you? I haven't seen anything change on the inside of me. In fact, I'm, I'm worse at home. I'm, I'm the same angry self. I'm the same, you know, very emotional wreck. I'm, you know, I'm embarrassed sometimes to tell people who I am or open up. I have walls in before me because I don't want people to know the real self. If they knew me, they would, they would know how messed up I am and how, how. That is a very real, real scenario, real question. But how many of you know we serve a God who's powerful enough to, to grab us, change us, and transform us? If he did it for Paul, and he's done it to so many people that I've met, he can do it for us. Amen? Listen to this. Um, Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 26. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, Heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. I, I probably, I probably get an A on that. Like, if that was a test, <laughs> A plus. Back in the day, of which I tell you. But 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 notice how I just want you to understand what Paul meant by saying, "I've been crucified with Christ." This is what he has in mind. This is what he's thinking about. He said, I've been crucified. I've died to these things. There's no longer a part of me. That, that's, that's behind me. I've been crucified with Christ. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, in self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh, again the crucifying of the flesh, with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Did you know that, um, that crucifixion was the ugliest form of torture back in the day? So why is Paul using the term crucified? I've crucified, I've been crucified with Christ. I've crucified my old self. Because he wants us to be very intentional. But crucifying, giving it the worst torture to our old self. But what do we, how do we do that, Pastor Marco? That sounds kind of intense. Well, we punish disobedience with obedience, the Bible says. Did you know that one of the best things we can do in the kingdom of God against the kingdom of darkness is when you have an urge to do something you're not supposed to do, is punishing it with obedience. Say, no, devil, not today. I'm going to do what God says to do. I was at church on Sunday, and I heard this message that got me convicted about some of the things that I was doing. But, you know, not today. I'm drawing a line on the sand, and I'm getting ready. I know God is preparing me. I, I can see. I know it seems kind of blurry, but I can see really far ahead. I see the light at the end of the tunnel in my life, in my finances, in my marriage, in my parenting. I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I know God is not done with me. Oh, come on, somebody. Devil, you should have killed me when you had me before, because now now I am 
am aware and I see where God is taking me. I can see a light at the end of the tunnel and the glory of God has come upon me to do all that God has called me to do. If you believe it, say amen. It's, it's no longer who I used to live. I've been crucified with Christ. No longer who I, who I, it's no longer I who live. It's no longer I who live. Let's talk about that for a second. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 21 through 24. Listen to this. But you have not so learned Christ. It starts kind of intense. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off, here we go with the language, put off, take off, put off concerning your former conduct, your old self, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed. Everybody say renewed. renewed. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed. Everybody say renewed again. Renewed. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So Paul was able to say this. He's like, I, guys, I've learned. It's kind of like this. You, it's like when you put a, a garment of, you know, a, a t-shirt or whatever, you put it on, you can also take it off. And it's the same. You got to take off your old self, all those old habits, all, old behaviors, old way of thinking. You got to take it off and you got to put on the new man. You got to put on the Lord Jesus. Romans chapter 14, 13, 14 says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, what does that look like? And he tells us, it's be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Listen to the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. One of my favorite scriptures of all time. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. Everybody say transformed. Are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. We, this whole talk, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Paul is talking about transformation. This whole uh, uh, beautiful metaphor of putting off your old self and putting on the new, he's talking about transformation. Everybody say transformation. Let me give you the definition of the word transformation. It comes out of the Greek and the word in the Greek is metamorpho it comes from the word metamorphosis which is transformation this is what it means to change the essential form or nature of something to become to change to be changed into to be transformed but be transformed by the renewing of your thinking this is Romans chapter 12 verse 2 in a number of languages the equivalent of metamorpho may be become completely different or become different from what you are. You know that they used, the same word is used when Jesus was transfigured on the mountain. He was changed into another form. He was completely uh, uh, a different self, transfigured. So that we be transfigured, transformed on the inside. This same word is used in Romans chapter 12, verse two. Listen to this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And listen, can I just say this? I'm not coming from a posture if I have it all together. 
I'm in probably one of the biggest seasons of transformation in my life. What I'm saying today is not from, oh, you gotta stop sinning. No, it's my love for our church in preparing you and getting you ready for what God has for you. Here's a real truth. We cannot fulfill our, our God-given assignment to the, our maximum potential if we don't yield to transformation. There is a direct correlation between capacity and character. Paul couldn't have handled what he handled when he first got saved. He was given to a process of transformation. But God began to work in him and shape him and transform him and change him from the inside out. So that one day he could stand as an apostle to the Gentiles with authority writing two thirds of the New Testament, changing and shaping the lives of you and I today, 2000 years later. But it started a long time ago. Romans chapter 12, verse two, and do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. What are the patterns of the world? Buying for attention, competing for attention, to be proud, to be puffing your chest out, being selfish and stubborn, fighting over everything when you feel like you've been wronged. But be transformed. Here comes the word again, be transformed. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Here Paul tells us, how are we transformed? By the renewing of your mind. It's very specific. Pastor Marco, how can I transform? Very easy, by the renewing of our mind. By changing the way I think. Can we get a little scientific for a second? In honor of Pastor Mike Yeager. You can call me Dr. Marco today if you like. Paul is talking about cognitive therapy here. The retraining of neural pathways. What the heck is that? I had the same question. I went to Google. Neural pathways, listen to this. They're comprised of neurons connected by dendrites. Dendrites is where a neuron receives input from other cells. And these neural pathways are created in the brain based on our habits and behaviors. The number of dendrites increases with the frequency a behavior is performed. I picture these neural pathways, says the scientist, as deep grooves or roads in our brain. Neural pathways are, are ways of living, habits we have created in our thinking by doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Here's a very clear example. I moved. We moved houses about six, seven months ago. And I remember the first week, I still drove to my old house. And I'd get to, I'm like, because I had created roads in my thinking of doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Just That's why you come to a church like Awaken where the truth is preached and you get empowered, you get excited and you leave, I'm a change. And you go back to the same old self. Because we have developed these neural pathways that that almost like force us into doing what we used to do. Are you catching? Are you tracking what I'm saying? So Paul is not just saying, hey, can gather all your strength and, and you gotta be more willful. You gotta be stronger. 
and, and you got to stop sinning. He's not saying that. He's saying, hey, I recognize there's something called neural pathways and you have developed these patterns of living for so long. But what we need is to renew our mind. Now he gets into neuroplasticity. Dr. Marco, listen to this. Neuroplasticity, also known as neuroplasticity or brain plasticity, is the ability of neural networks in the brain to change. Everybody say change. The ability of neural networks in the brain to change through the, through the growth and reorganization. It is when the brain is rewired to function in some way that differs from how it previously functioned. Paul was being quite scientific. He said, how you get transformed is by creating neural pathways in your brain. And how do we do that? I'm glad you asked. I'm gonna get very specific. Are you ready? So people say, yes, you know, come to Awakened Church is the house of transformation. But then the transformation begins to happen and they fight back. Can I just get real this morning? Listen, it's out of love because I love you, okay? So God begins to work on you and in you and he sends us people to transform us, to change us, to challenge us. But then some people get offended and they walk away. I can't tell you how many people I've seen that come to church and they get challenged and they get offended and they walk away. I can think of this particular amazing couple used to come to our church, loved and had so much potential. And then they left because they got offended somebody challenged them but I'm saying this to make you to make us wiser when someone comes to you to challenge you is to transform you and get you ready for what's to come it's good news it hurts but it's good news I just recently got called out by a few friends we were in a meeting and they said, they said, Marco, that sounded kind of selfish. And they just stood up. That was kind of selfish, bro. But I didn't mean to be selfish. I was just expressing my thought. But it doesn't matter. Communication is not what you say. It's what they heard. It's what they perceived. So I said, let, let me go to the Lord about this. And I went to the Holy Spirit. And he said, they're right. You know what I'm doing? I'm transforming the way you communicate. I'm sharpening you. I'm changing you. I'm changing you. I'm changing you. I'm changing you. See, the Holy Spirit is changing someone today. He's, he, some people have been sent to you, some pastors, some beautiful connect group leaders, to sharpen you, to, to, to transform you. See, if, if, if I can, can we go a little deeper? Don't, let's not be the people that are so unapproachable that everybody feels afraid of coming to you to challenge you. Let's, let's be a people that are humble and are, are come with a, with a posture of, I wanna change. I don't wanna be the same. I don't wanna stay where I am today. I, I know there's more. Is, am I talking to some? I got the sense that there's someone in here today that know there's more. God has so much more, but it takes transformation. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And
and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. I live by faith in the Son of God. I live by faith. I don't live by what I see. I live by what I hear and what I believe in. And even if I don't see it today, I live by faith. I know I believe the word of God and the Bible says that even if I don't see it today, I live by faith in the Son of God. I live by faith on the cross, His resurrection and ascension. And I know the cross is enough for me today in the name of Jesus. I don't know where you are, but I'm at a point in my life, I don't want to stay the same. See, sometimes the pain of changing is, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it feels like too much, but, but you got to get to the point of, of the pain of saying the same is too much, and you got to come to the front and change. You got to go for change and transformation. I believe the Holy Spirit sent me today to set us on a journey of transformation. Can we all stand as we close this morning? here this morning and you know some things need to die in you if you're here this morning and you know transformation needs to happen I just want you to come to the front and I want to pray with you you know there's transformation that needs to take place on the inside of you I just want you to come to the front don't stay back I heard this before sometimes you just got to take a step of faith. You got to take a step of faith. If you stay where you are, you stay who you are. There's something beautiful that happens when we take that step of faith. When we say, Jesus, begin to work in me. There's a beautiful presence right now of the Holy Spirit wanting to change us and transform us. Can we go back into a song? I know I didn't prep you. Can we go back into a song? Can we just sing a song? Can we just worship in this beautiful atmosphere? And can we just allow the Holy Spirit to transform us? Allow the Holy Spirit to pinpoint and highlight different areas of our lives where we, where the Holy Spirit is wanting to bring change. And I just want to be, be really, really clear. What you're feeling is not shame, it's conviction. It's because He loves you. The Holy Spirit loves us, but the devil is wanting to pervert the feeling of conviction turn it into shame and cancel you. You're not good enough. Listen, that is the devil. What the Holy Spirit is saying this morning is saying, my son and my daughter, I love you. I'm so glad that Marco talked about this because I've been after you. And that I'm so proud of that step of faith that you took because I want to shift some things on the inside of you. I'm just getting you ready. I know it doesn't seem like it's going to happen, but I'm telling you, I'm just preparing you. Just yield to my process. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.